You're listening to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Haley Schaff, and my goal is to empower you to become the alpha of your health. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode, I'm joined by my husband, Nick. What's up? And we're going to be doing the couples Q&A. Tala just, Tala's in the, my office with us, and she just popped her head up when Nick talked. She's a daddy's girl. Um, okay, cool. So we have some questions that I asked on Instagram that we're going to kind of cover and dive into. We There were definitely a lot of repeat ones between getting your partner on board with a lot of health and wellness things. So there were quite a few of those. So we'll make sure to really elaborate on that for sure. But uh, we kind of just wanted to do, I wanted to do another couples wellness podcast because when I'm in clinical consults and things, I have definitely a lot of people who are have a lot of great support at home and they, their, their spouse or partner or family is on board with what they're doing. But then I also have some people where that definitely is a struggle for them and for us because it makes the protocol and recommendations a little bit harder. Um, so I figured doing kind of a couple's wellness thing and just showing how 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 we do things and how and giving a little bit of our wisdom and tips and tricks that you can maybe bring into your family life for sure let's roll okay cool so the first question was um i think one of the first ones that i wanted to ask like the how did we meet one i I wanted to do that one first yeah i have i have oh wait no i have them both here okay i see I have two separate screenshots or multiple separate screenshots. Yeah. One of the first questions that we want to address to just kind of like kickstart the podcast is how did we meet? So we've been like eight and a half years. Yep. We met in college. Um, we met on a ski trip and we bonded over pretty much fitness. It was protein bars at the time. And interestingly <laughs> enough, protein bars that none of us would consume now because they're not clean enough for us but we were very invested in health and you played hockey I played softball in college and we were skiers we liked to work out you were new and you were new-ish into working out right yeah I started in college into backtracking to how we met um it's actually really funny with the ski trip you were on the board of the ski club at the time and I was a sophomore like yeah my sophomore year yeah and you had to go to like all these meetings have your deposit in like months ahead of time all this stuff. Uh, the trip was sold out, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we and, were not allowing spots. And one of our buddies that was on the board was Who was like, not organized. <laughs> was like, uh, <laughs> hey man, you should come on the trip. I'm like, okay, what do I need to do? He's like, well, there's a lot that you had to do, but if you get your deposit to me, we can find room for you. And it was totally last minute. I wasn't going to go. Uh, I'm like, ah, whatever. I'll use... I think I use it as like my Christmas present because I was a broke college kid at the time. So. Yeah. Um, ended up saying yes and the rest is history. So definitely was meant to be. Yep. And it was very stressful for me. I was like, I don't know who the heck these kids are, but they're stressing me out. And now <laughs> it's my husband. And I still One stre- of them is my husband. Still stress you out. No, now. you don't. No, you don't. So, um, yeah, when we, when we've kind of first met and first started talking and early on in our dating 
we definitely were both very interested in, in health and fitness and oh quote unquote health yeah i mean <laughs> at the time it was definitely more bro science fitness but i mean that was what our goal was our goal was to be healthier and to get strong and work out and all those things i mean that was yeah and it's obviously evolved along the way and i think a, a big reason that it's evolved is because we're very we're both very open-minded and we like to learn and we like to know why we do certain things and so if we would have stayed the way we would I don't think I think we still would be okay but we wouldn't probably be as thriving or as healthy as, as we are now right. because we've, we changed a lot of things we really looked into ingredients and and I think that's a big that's a good transition for maybe the first question on or kind of like one of the main overarching questions is you know, how do you bring your partner on board with this? Like there were multiple ones, how to bring your partner on board with exercise and wellness without being pushy, how to encourage your partner into wellness when they don't even eat a vegetable, um, how to, you know, uh, what if your spouse doesn't value health the same way that you do? I mean, there were a million different variations of those questions that we got. And so I feel like this is the one I want to spend the most amount of time on. And I don't know. Did, did yeah, you yeah, to... for sure. And it, I guess to kind of backtrack again to what you said and like where we started to where we are now, you know, that's, you know, I, I kind of started fitness and health a year before I met you right. when I was like, whatever, freshman in college. That's nine and a half years of reading and knowledge and research right. and figuring out, okay, this is actually good for you. This habit that I'm doing now, I thought was good for me and it's not. So it takes time to get on board with, you know, figuring things out in your health and fitness journey. So patience is going to be very key in this. Um, you know, a couple notes that I, I wanted to go about. Y your spouse kind of has to want it um, and don't necessarily be too pushy with figuring things out and, and getting them on board everyone's communication style is different. I know that if I'm told uh, to do something, you know, I don't really want to do it. I want to do it for myself, not because someone told me that I, I wanted to. But again, you're making an investment in your health and longevity. Um, so it's super important to eventually get them on board. And I think it's just kind of brick by brick, that compounding effect of implementing it into your life. I'm smiling because it's me telling you to take the the homeopathy allergy tincture that yes. I lay out everywhere. I'm like, take this freaking tincture. You're yeah. sneezing all over the place. My eyes are bloodshot and I, I it's probably going to help me out, but I, I, think I, to... I think I've taken it more without you telling me to take okay, it than fine. you telling me to take it. But <laughs> just a testament to my point there. Um, and then uh, I guess do you have any points. I have more notes, but do you have any points off that? Yeah, and I think a big reason behind this is maybe education. Like, I mean, everybody has very different communication styles, as you said. But I think, well, I feel like when I'm working with people and if we're making lifestyle and nutritional changes and they're communicating that to their family, their partner, their spouse, their whatever, I think a big reason of how you can make that conversation more efficient is if you just educate them on the process of, Hey, this is what I'm going through. This is, this is my body's feeling like X, Y, or Z, because we found that there were certain things in our lifestyle or certain things in our diet that could be contributing. And so I'm going to really work on minimizing those things. And 
kind of just explaining things instead of being like, we're cutting out all the junk food out of our thing or, and we're, we're going to limit eating out or we're going to try to make better choices. I think a big reason behind it is this is, you know, what I'm, what I would really like to do. This is a goal that I have. And this is why, because if you explain the why and the education, it's so much like simpler than being like, Hey, we have hundreds of dollars of supplements and stuff in our closet, but I'm going to throw them out and not give any explanation to like, hey, they contain artificial sweeteners and they've got artificial dyes and this isn't the direction that we're looking to go with our health. And some of these things are linked to, you know, X, Y, Z. Like, you know, I don't, I, I, I think for me, I'm, I, I'm a big knowledge person. So I want to know why I'm doing something. So for me, that would be very helpful in, in terms of a way of communication. Did you, would you, would you agree? Yeah. And I think that goes back to the point of knowledge and understanding again, nine and a half years to get to where we are right now. You know, there's so many resources out there. And if you're one-on-one with a patient or, you know, people are listening to the podcast and, uh, your spouse doesn't understand why we're adding liver to the ground beef or why we're getting these supplements to benefit our health or why we're throwing out these things because that's going to benefit our health. Um, education, I think, is a big point of it and understanding the reason why I want to do this. I want to benefit my health. My goal is longevity, whatever the case may be. I think education is uh, huge there. Yeah, I, I think so too. And w- whether it is nutritional choices, exercise, I think, and it's, I think a big part with that too is definitely starting slow. Yeah. It's, I never, when I'm working with people, never want to completely uproot their lifestyle because that makes it really hard to sustain. So I really am all here for very small changes. I don't want to ever overwhelm somebody. So it's all about really slow and steady progression. And so you can very much so take that approach with your loved one as well is say, okay, hey, how about we start going for, you know, a 20, 30 minute walk as a family after dinner? You know, if they're not somebody who's exercising or, hey, can we minimize alcohol, you know, to, you know, one day on the weekend instead of a few days during the week? Or, you know, can we, whatever that looks like, you just kind of like not going from zero to a hundred. I feel like most people are an all or nothing type person, people, but that's what becomes very dangerous is because when you're all or nothing, you are either all or you're nothing. So you're either doing all the right things or you're doing none of the right things. So, I think it's really important to just say, okay, I say they drink soda or whatever. I don't, I, I always tell people like start by, cu- start by cutting back, you know, 50%. So if you drink a soda every day or you have a beer every day, take that to like every other day or cut that intake. So if you have, you know, I don't know, five alcoholic, six alcoholic drinks a week, maybe two, three each day on a weekend, just cut that in half. Like I, you know, that's obviously not the goal in terms of where you'd want to be, but it's so much better than being like, hey, you're used to going out and slamming a few beers every single weekend. Now you can't do that anymore. And I, it's so you're still making progress by cutting back 50 to 75 percent and cutting something out completely. So start there, see how you feel. And then it kind of is a very much so, uh, you know, snowball effect in terms of how you feel, your energy, all of that type of stuff. Yeah, totally. And uh, going back to your point of when you mentioned nutrition um, and to your point of, yeah, you have to stop drinking beer every weekend. It's like, okay, but 
but why? Yeah. Um, I, to the alcohol point, you know, that's a good example of um, cutting back and then replacing that with mocktails or maybe one every other, whatever the case. Everyone's yeah. different. Yeah. But the nutrition thing, I want to make a point. Um, when we first started implementing organ meats into mm-hmm. our diet, I remember one of the first things you're like, I think I was at work, you're like, we're going to have breaded chicken liver for dinner. And I've never had liver in my life before. And I'm like thinking to myself, sweet, also take out a ribeye for me too, because (laughs) I'm probably not going to eat this. Um, Something that you did when we first started implementing organ meats, and if you listen to the podcast, you know how important they are to implement into your diet. You started cutting, like if we were making tacos, you were, you know, maybe 75% ground beef, 25% liver. I didn't, t- I didn't notice a difference at all. And then eventually you kind of work that up into more of a half and half split. And I kind of got used to it. Mm-hmm. So if you have a significant other that isn't necessarily invested in making the ingredient swaps or implementing, you know, better whole foods into your diet, make what you would typically make for dinner. You don't even really, I guess, have to tell them. But no, like, they're, it, they're not going to know. They're not going to know. I didn't know. And Well, I, I take that back. I take that back. Some people's kids no if they change like a bread out or if they if they like sure. some people are really sensitive and kids i feel like really know but sure. but my, my point is i think if you make very subtle changes um and you don't even really tell them i think they won't notice like okay i bought siete flour tortillas for tacos that we're gonna make tonight instead of the general ortega brand hard to notice mm-hmm. um implementing a little bit of liver in there using um, a better ingredient, sour cream to put on top of the tacos versus what you would typically buy with the added chemicals. It's just primal like, kitchen versus yeah. you know a regular Caesar dressing sauce. or yeah. yeah or sauce. Like there are so many ingredient swaps that especially if the person if you're the person who asked the question of how do I get my partner on board, I'm assuming you're also probably the person who's doing the grocery shopping and probably pre- prepping majority of the meals. If not prepping, you guys maybe are doing it together, but you can still be in charge of the ingredients. Um, And so I think it's all kind of whatever you can ingredient swap. So you got hopefully, you know, dinners are made at home. Hopefully if you're meal prepping something, maybe that's something where you can have control over that. So you can be a little bit more in control, I guess, of their choices just by what's kind of in the house. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the easiest thing is if you don't buy it. It's, you can't thing. eat it, but I know that we're all we're adults here, and I have people who I've worked with their spouse, and they're like, "Yeah, none of this stuff is in our house, but like, but I go to the gas station and I'll buy a soda and I'll buy this stuff." I'm like, "Okay," <laughs> so like, you know, obviously that's more more challenging because we are adults, and if the spouse or partner or whatever doesn't want it, they can just go out and buy it. But as long as it's not in the house, I mean, you're still cutting back on a significant portion. Yeah, again, it's a. You can only, you know, lead a horse to water. You can't make a drink yeah. sort of thing. Is that the saying? I don't know. I probably butchered that. But, yeah, that's it. Um, you can only do so much. Um, I think the subtle steps, if you have someone that's hard to get on board and implementing that over time and having the patience, I think could pay off in the long haul. Yeah. And I, again, I think so much of this kind of goes back to education and just really reinforcing, okay, this is, we are not a healthy society. I mean, two thirds of people are overweight or obese. We have higher rates of metabolic issues than ever before. 
Cancer is continuing on the rise. We have sicker kids than ever. I mean, this is a time that if you're not awake, hopefully you're waking up right now. So it's not to scare. It's like, but at the same time, it's like if people really aren't opening their eyes to this education, it's, it's kind of like a, what's the saying? Survival of the fittest type thing. I mean, and that's kind of harsh to say, but it, if, if you're part, if someone doesn't really, if they're not aware of like, oh, this food's really causing a lot of inflammation and probably not super great for me. Or, you know, I sit at a job for eight hours a day and don't move my body. Like that's really not a good contributor to chronic disease. I mean, it's, it's kind of like small things, but I think if you kind of just take the approach of love and like, I love Nick more than anything else in this world. And I never want him to go through what we went through with, you know, watching my dad go through with my mom. And like, I can't, I I think that's a very like personal issue. That's really hypervolted like my health journey into probably more of like probably a trauma response as well. But I just, we want to be here together and at our best forever. Like life is way too short to, to not feel absolutely amazing to do all the things that you want to do. And for us, we definitely just like to do all the things that are active and outside and, you know, all that kind of stuff, which is great. But, um, I forgot where I was going there, but you know, I, but I think a big reason of why we make a lot of the health changes is just because we're on the same page. We, we both want to be the healthiest that we can be. And, and if you don't want to be healthy, then I guess that's a whole separate situation. But if you, if you want to be healthy and you truly want to, you know, be around for your kids and your grandkids and, you know, real, like have all the energy to do what you want to do. I mean, the, I, I would be lying if I said that it takes work to get there and to do that, but I wouldn't change anything about our lifestyle. I love the way that we live. I don't ever feel like I'm missing out on anything. I, we still go and do things and we have a social life and we do all these things. And if we choose not to drink or if we choose not to eat a certain thing, I most certainly don't feel like I'm deprived on life because I think that we both fuel our body with ingredients that make us feel good. We move our body, how it makes us feel good. And ultimately it's, you know, leading to a better quality of life and hopefully longevity. Agreed. Cool. All right. We talked a lot about that one. So hopefully that is helpful for people to get your partner on board. Um, oh, okay. We'd love to know things that you're, oh, well, first we, the question is, do you both want kids? Yes, we do. Um, I would consider us in like a preconception phase right now, although we're not actively trying. We're just really trying to prime our body for the best that it can be. But um, we do want kids. We just want to, we'll probably wait a little while longer. We do want kids. And then the next question was, would love to know things your uh, hubby is doing for preconception health, which I thought this was a great question because we talk tons about uh, female preconception, but male preconception health is just as important. Yeah. Um, this is going to be kind of a short answer for me because, you know, everything we do is as natural and pure as we can. Um, so my response to that for male preconception health is I'm just trying to be as, I guess, pure as possible when it comes to food, consistently exercising, you know, I'm, resistance training five times a week at least and if the other two days we're walking golf or Mm -hmm. walking around the neighborhood which we do every day with tala um and going off of that just a whole food diet and no bad ingredients and uh that's gonna come from no seed oils uh 
no artificial flavors or, or colors and limitation of alcohol. Um, I've had one drink the last six months. Again, that's um, more of just, I guess, a personal thing. I, I don't need it. Uh, I'd rather have uh, Saratoga sparkling water <laughs> with a, a lime. Sponsor or, us, Saratoga or San Pellegrino. Or Mountain Valley. Or Mountain Valley. That's your favorite, that's I know. Favorite, yeah. Um, again, it's it's everyone's different, but the limitation of those three, I think from personal research that I've done is going to be the most beneficial for a male. Um, you're the doctor. You can probably elaborate a little bit deeper. Well, on that. I would say there's definitely some things that you're doing that you maybe don't even realize you're doing for preconception health. Um, you don't use any endocrine disruptors in your personal oh, yeah. care products. Yeah, so yeah. that can be contributing to higher estrogen levels. I mean, we're seeing a huge epidemic of low testosterone in males, which not only is driving down libido and just vitality in general for men, but it's also really contributing to uh, low sperm quality and um, just uh, not as efficient sperm quality. So maybe you make it, but they're not they're they're not as uh, abundant or their motility isn't as good. And so testosterone is incredibly important. Um, I'll take you through while we're on that topic. My self-care uh products i guess um it's not really as detailed as yours we'd be here for about an hour or so (laughs) just talking about yours but i use primally pure charcoal deodorant staple um it's the only one that has worked for you really yeah and uh i mean yeah it's great um doTERRA cologne and it's just made out of uh, I don't remember what essential oils. But you don't, you, you don't even use that every day. Yeah, I know. Basically, if you have someone that wears cologne every day in your life, yeah, it's a replace good it with that immediately. Di- um, what's the other one? Dime Beauty. I also I think it's a good one too. I you haven't tried that, but that is a right. good one as well. Um, uh, hair is I think it's like Badger uh, pomade. It's like all great ingredients. Uh, totally forget what it's made out of but uh it gets the clean check mark across use the, the sea board. salt spray uh and yeah if my hair is shorter and i don't want to put stuff in which is like half the time i'll just use sea salt spray uh holds it pretty good and then toothpaste is rise well um what are you doing i'm taking a picture of tala oh. she looks cute um that that's it yeah i mean i mean that checks the boxes oh and uh uh beauty counter uh body wash yeah and i uh use whatever natural shampoo you have like once a week we change we change that stuff but yeah i think that's pretty much all you also eat a lot of protein yeah probably your body weight in grams of protein plus including organ meats or supplementing with beef liver because zinc is really important for testosterone and um you eat a ton of that through muscle meat and organ meat you yeah. eat um, lots of just mineral-rich foods yep. through, like, fruits, coconut water, oh, yeah. things like that. I mean, so... Shout out to Coaqua. Yeah, I love that good. the best. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, going back to body weight and protein, I uh, don't count calories or macros. Um, I'm shooting for one... I weigh 205. I shoot for around 200 grams of protein some days 180, some days 220. Kind of just depends on what we got on the menu. Um, you go in the sauna? Sauna, yeah. 
Um, for detoxification, I can't get him to do a coffee enema, which is fine. I've, I've tried to get you to you've you've done parasite cleansing before, but not as consistent as I'd like you to be. So that'll be something that we'll definitely dial in. I'll a be bit more. Uh, yeah, I'll be more uh, dialed in down the road for that. I mean, now is a good time to start, but you're right. yes, you're the doctor. Um, but I think that's it. I mean, it's it's pretty simple, but a lot of it's just like really mindful lifestyle um, swaps and dietary stuff. Yep. Um, I really liked this question. Um, how do you make time for each other relationship wise, communicating romance? Um, I will preface this by saying we are really each other's life because we don't have kids minus our fur baby. So that does make it easy. And everything we do with them. And every, yeah, and every, (laughs) our quality, our, both of our love language also is quality time, which, is is great because that's super easy. Like we're very much on the same page. I didn't have this written down, but before I forget, yeah, um, I thought it was super corny. The love language book, yeah, uh, highly suggests that everyone reads that. You thought it was corny? No, I thought it was corny in the beginning. And oh, like, read oh. this love language book. And yeah, like, it's good. Is this like some fiction thing that I'm gonna hate? No, it's not. No, it's no, good. I, I didn't know what it was, but. Yeah. It, it helped a lot. Yeah, it's great. So because our love language is quality time, that's obviously how we both show and receive love. Because usually how you receive it is how you show love. So it's interesting if you can know what your partner's love language is. I think it's really helpful. Um, but like I said, we don't have kids right now. So our kind of whole life revolves really around each other and our animals, obviously. But whatever, Tala is a huge you know she's kind of a good excuse like let's take the dog here let's go do this let's go do this with her but it's that's all quality time that we have together um so i mean regardless of how busy our schedules are you i've been traveling a lot you've been traveling a lot we've been so busy that we are we do prioritize okay when when we get back let's go let's put on the calendar that we're gonna go golfing it's like okay well you know, it's not like we have a huge calendar between kids sports and all these things. Like we have, obviously you're very busy with your profession. I'm busy with mine. So, but, but we try to kind of carve out time during the day. We try to usually have lunch together. If Nick can come home for lunch or we'll go out, maybe take the dog for a walk or at least have lunch together. Definitely having meals together at the end of the day. Um, we don't always work. We don't usually work out together in the mornings. Usually kind of like a Venn diagram of when we yeah. work out little overlap yeah there's a little overlap but not a ton so i mean but um dinners meals you know we love to do things at the end of the day so we kind of just try to find time and then if life gets in the way where maybe you're busy you've got like golf league and then i've got an event and then i'm traveling but then you've got stuff going on we we really are then mindful of okay we haven't kind of been able to do the normal staple things that we do like the, let's put this in the calendar and let we're you know let's plan on doing this then i mean it's just, it's super, I don't know, it's important to us. In terms of communication, um, I feel I feel like that's been something that we've gotten better at, especially the Enneagram. Finding that out has helped. So the Enneagram was something I was really big into a few years ago, and it's kind of like a, I don't know, if, I feel like a lot of people have heard of it. It's kind of a personality type thing. and Personality tests. Kind, yeah, and so... That definitely helped me communicate with you better because I am an Enneagram 8. And if you know anything about an Enneagram 8, we're very, 
headstrong, aggressive, passionate. And so sometimes when I'm coming across and like, I'm really just like passionate about what I'm talking about. Sometimes it can be perceived as I'm yelling and Nick's communication style in terms of his Enneagram that they completely shut down in terms of communication when they feel like they're being yelled at. So that was super helpful for me. Cause I'm like, no, like I'm just trying to tell you like something that is like getting me amped up. I'm not angry, but he like completely shut down. So that was honestly very helpful for us. Cause I feel like I'm better at it. Yeah. What? <laughs> Communicating with yeah. you. Like I'm not, I try not to be as, um, aggressive. <laughs> Yeah, I just cry in a corner. When... <laughs> no, I'm not no, saying okay, you're a cry okay. baby. It's just, it's just. <laughs> um, no, yeah. I mean, I totally agree, and I, I've found that how I operate, it's like I'm gonna have a hard time explaining this because it's like just in my head. But if you know, uh, previous job, if I was working until six, and you're gonna have dinner at ready at six fifteen, and I had to stay late till six fifteen. Mm, oh, that would drive me. Yeah, I'm just like okay, I'm just going to be 15 minutes late. Like, it won't be an issue. And then you're like, where were you? He didn't tell me. I'm like, oh, well, I was thinking in my head that it was probably going to be okay. But if I communicated that I was going to be 15 minutes late, even though it's not a big deal for me, it might have been a bigger deal for you. Yeah, so we just would communicate, so, like, things that bother us or, like, hey, yeah. I need this out of you or... Yeah. It, it would I mean, be really I feel help- like we've never not been clear and consistent with communication, but... I found gaps in my way of communicating with you that I had to fill in order for that to get to the yeah, best I agree. form of communication. And I, I agree with mine as well, because I have, I have things to work on. I'm not perfect. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, help, recon- uh, help reconnect with a partner after traumatic event or stress. Um, my, some, how I kind of thought about this, everyone heals differently and I think open communication is the most important thing that both parties could portray for each other um each party you know the one that isn't directly you know have gone through something traumatic obviously situations in the past I was affected as well but I'm, you know, I'm not always going to have the right thing to say. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important just to be present um, and listen. And mm-hmm. I feel like you can elaborate more on that. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously the first thing or that comes to my mind was probably my mom passing away because that was, I mean, probably that was hands down the most traumatic thing I've ever gone through. And we were married for two, just over two months. Like we were freshly married freshly in that honeymoon phase and essentially like the whole month of December was just completely in shambles so really we were married for like one solid month and we are going through this I mean we had been through a lot with each other before with grandparents passing and you know animals passing like things like that we had been with each other but this was obviously a lot more difficult but having that I guess thinking back at it and I feel like I remember telling you this in the moment like I was so happy that Nick was there and like Nick was just a great support to just sometimes I didn't need him to say anything like just having him there I mean it was obviously very traumatic for him too I mean my mom was like a second mom to him I mean I mean and that's Mm -hmm. I think what's difficult about it is like when you're both grieving together but like you're trying to keep it together for me and you know whatever but I definitely feel like at that time when should have been you know 
I don't know, I'm not blaming it. Like, I feel like it wasn't a typical, like, beginning of someone's marriage, right? Like, the honeymoon phase, like, oh, love, like, I kind of, I was so happy that you were there, being there for me, like, it it was amazing, Um, and I don't know what I would have done without you, but I do feel like I closed off a bit on our relationship, like, I wasn't interested in really, like, any romantic part of what a relationship would have, probably for months, Um, but if you think about it, it's just... relative it's yeah i mean when the body is going through stress um that's that's the last thing that the body's thinking about and you were very understanding about that and i was kind of just being like hey i think you know i mean i I lost my period all these like hormonal changes are happening because the body's like going into a protection mode but i think um i think you know i communicated that well to you and i think it was also helpful that we were able to go on our honeymoon uh so she passed away in December. We went on our honeymoon in March. And I feel like that was actually thinking back at it. I mean, we didn't plan it. We just pushed it off because we got married kind of during COVID. Travel was a huge pain in the ass. So we we knew we were going to push it anyways. But looking back in hindsight, I'm really glad that we did that because yeah, it was too. just super nice to kind of like reconnect with you in that way. Like just leave regular life behind. I had done a lot of grieving and... I've tried to do a lot of healing and it was really nice to like have that time to kind of like reconnect with you a little bit more, which thinking back, um, it's, it's definitely perfect timing. Um, and you know, during that time we would just, I guess, spend a lot of time together and I don't know, it was just very helpful that you were on the same page. But I think when you're ever, you're going through a traumatic experience, it's, I don't know, it's just helpful if you can kind of understand, hey, this is this is where my head's at right now. Like, this is kind of what I need from you. And if you don't know what you need, then that's okay. That's okay, too. I didn't really know what I needed other than just sometimes for you to just be like a shoulder to cry on or to just like, you know, be there with me when I was feeling upset. Yeah. And from the other side, it's, you know, hey, the communication piece. If I don't know that you need something from me, I need you to let me know so I can help with that, Mm -hmm. you know? And if it's, hey, I do not want to talk right now. Yeah, you're always really good about that. You you do your own thing. It's, I want to talk right now. I need to do this right now. It's, okay, whatever you need from me to help you and company get through this, that's, you you just got to do what you have to do. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else with that one that I missed. Um, Okay. Um, How to get your partner on board. We answered a lot of those. Okay. I think this is probably the last one, Um, apart from a lot of, like, the repeat stuff. How do you navigate eating routines and meals with different hormonal needs? So I'm assuming this is kind of going from the fact that women aren't small men. Women have hormonal changes. Women can have different changes with exercise and nutrition and stuff. And, um... I mean, for the most part, like our eating routine is still very similar. Like I, I mean, we don't eat breakfast together. You eat, you eat differently because you yep. are kind of out the door. I eat breakfast, um, just cause you're not here. But otherwise, I mean, in terms of meal timing and stuff, it's kind of the same. Like we, I, not, not the same. Um, I, I don't know how I want it. Like, like I'm, so I, I think a big thing with this is like men can, you know, train harder or, you know, work out harder and women have to be 
careful about that. It's more so, you know, when we're making progesterone in the luteal phase, like, you know, if we have, if there's a super hard workout and I'm, my body's not feeling it or I'm feeling more tired because I'm weak, I just tell him I'm, I'm not going to do this Metcon today, or I'm going to substitute this, this, and this, but you can feel free to do it. Um, because you know, your body is just on a 24 hour hormonal thing. So, you know, that's, that's fine. Um, in terms of eating stuff, though, I mean, it's pretty similar. I mean, the way I was going to word it is you do you. And if I need to add in things, I will add in things. Yeah. So breakfast, again, not together. I'm out the door. Um, timing wise, I personally just don't eat after six to seven, whatever. We, but we both are that way because yep. we hate so, eating. late. Yep. Totally same. After I work out, you usually wait a little bit. I go... I mean, only because I take Tala out really quick. Sure. Um, I'll have something to go. um, And then lunch and dinner are pretty much the same. I just eat more of what you eat. You know, if you have four to six ounces of steak, I'll have 10 to 14 or something like that. Yeah. um, Just to kind of hit my... Meet my dietary needs, so... Yeah. Yeah. I wish there was like something in particular. Um, I feel like there's some, there maybe might be, but I'm, it's nothing that I'm necessarily thinking about, but I mean, there's, I think I was having this conversation with someone yesterday that there's so much information out there on like, you need to eat these, these, and these foods during this time and this time and this time of your cycle. And if you don't, you're, you're, you're not doing hormones right. And if you don't train for your cycle and only walk a week before your period, you're not doing hormones right. And it's like, I don't subscribe to any of that stuff. I really listen to my body a lot. I know certain foods that are healing during a certain time. So I, you know, I'm more mindful about adding those in, but you know, we don't eat the same exact thing every day. I'd say the main meals that we eat are dinners for sure together and maybe sometimes lunches, but otherwise I can kind of build that around what my needs are. So, um, that's kind of how that goes, but otherwise, you know, this is all that we had. Is there anything else that you wanted to add nope no okay yeah i said all i need to say okay what was i just thinking oh i thought i was just well there's there's some like tiktok sounds i've said all i need to say what is what is that I've i don't know idea. forget it forget it You're on TikTok <laughs> more than I am. um okay well thank you guys for listening i hope this was helpful hopefully this gave you some insight and tips on maybe how you can incorporate and navigate health and wellness because it really is a lifestyle. It's it's not an end goal. It's it's something that you should want to kind of build into your your lifestyle long term. And um, getting people on board that you love is only makes it more sustainable and more of a win. And whatever that looks like is is still a win, no matter how small or little the changes that they're making. It, it really does go a long way. If also just want to add this in, um, if any of your significant others um want to reach out to me directly uh honestly just ask Kaylee for my cell phone or if you want to just just click on my profile from her page and um don't hesitate to reach out you know I'm not a doctor not a health professional but just a lot of years of personal experiences that have worked out well for me and I think are benefiting my health and all the knowledge that I get every single day from Haley um I would be happy to relay forward so very kind of you okay well thanks for doing this with me yeah thanks for taking the time don't say i never did anything for you i know you do thanks for I'm me kidding, every day. i'm kidding i'm kidding i know
<laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on next week's episode. See you guys. Bye.